Bretto, did you know? No, what MP? That studies show white tea is healthier for you than green tea. Wow, MP. That's right. US studies are now showing that white tea kills viruses and bacteria, whilst green tea only stimulates the immune system to fight disease. Better yet, MP, white tea is lower in caffeine, which is good for people like me, richer in antioxidants and great for digestion and a super detox remedy. White tea is no fat either, Bretto. The Chinese have been drinking it up for over 1,000 years and now our Wellness Couch tribe can enjoy the same benefits with Lotus Peak White Tea. Grown in mountainous regions of China in accordance with the ancient Chinese traditions and expertise without chemicals and pesticides, Lotus Peak White Tea is good for you inside and out. Certified organic and Australian-owned Lotus Peak White Tea is available in Woolworths, Coles, Safeway and a range of health food stores. To find out more, go to lotuspeak.com.au. Lotus Peak White Tea, an affordable way to stay and feel healthy. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. This episode of The Wellness Guys is brought to you by the all-new Sprouted Forage Cereal Breakfast Range. Did you know that when you sprout your nuts and your seeds, you can access more of the nutrition? Well, now you do. To find out more, visit www.foragecereal.com. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. This is Damien. And this is Brett. How are you, Damo? Brett, I have to tell you, I'm absolutely exhausted. Knackered. You've had a big day, mate. A big day. Well, it's been I was just discussing days. off air how uh, you're not made for handyman work, Damo. You're not made for manual labour. I don't know about that. Though. There'll be people out there that might judge <laughs> yeah. and you know have those preconceived ideas. But my brother and I powered through things today. On Friday, we emptied out the front office of my practice and uh, and got it prepped, ready for demolition. So yesterday was demolition day. So that was Saturday. And that was demo day. We ripped out walls, ripped up the floor, uh, chucked out everything, made it an empty shell, basically. And then today, we've put up all of the walls, built up a new uh, reception counter, um, uh, rewired everything, got new lights in, um, changed, you know, different, uh, you know, circuits within the building so that uh, we can have different areas turned on with different lights and it, and it just it's gonna be unbelievable with the carpet going down in a couple of days time we've got a little bit of um, plastering to do tomorrow but i'll tell you what i started at seven o'clock this morning and oh. uh at bunnings and uh bunnings. it's just gone ten thirty now so i've been home for probably 20 minutes and it's uh it's been a big day so big few days for me bretto and i know for those people out there thinking that i can't do manual labor i tell you what <laughs> I might not be as good as some, but I give it a nudge. No, nah, I'm only joking, Dame. I can see you thriving. I can see you loving that, loving that I really do. building and renovating and and you know you've got a bit more, a bit of style, Damo. So you know I'm I'm sure Vita will look top notch when you're done. Yes, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. But uh, yes, Prado, and um, while I've been putting my hands to the grind with uh, plaster and dust and electricity and stuff like that and building, you've been baking cakes. Tell me more about that, Bruno. Well, it's it's that time of year, Damo. It's my kid's birthday party. So uh, my kids are very close together, one born on the 18th, one born on the 24th of January. And so um, and so they've got a party coming up. We're having a party uh, at the roller skating park, Damo. 
Um, so, you know, if we want a funny video to put up for the Wellness Guys listeners, um, a video of me attempting to roller skate would well and truly fit into that category, I reckon, because <laughs> I am absolutely hopeless at anything to do with roller skating, skateboarding, ice skating. Um, just, just not my forte demo. So, that should be an entertaining birthday. But I thought it'd be fun to just sort of ch- have a chat about kids' birthdays today because it is something that comes up, you know, every year. Yeah. Uh, but also, more, way more often than that, because uh, it seems like every week there's a kid having a birthday at school. Um, and I don't know about where you come from, Damo. I don't know what happens in Melbourne, but in Adelaide now, when your kid has a birthday, yes. The parent will bring along lollies to school yeah. for every kid in the class. Well, when did that start? What's well, that that's well, that's now stopped now. I don't think you can actually do that in Melbourne. So, I mean, really? Melbourne's very much a, a um, protected state. It's very um, uh, legislated, and uh, one of the things that we've got now is a prohibition on bringing children's foods uh, to share with other children at school. Now, that's probably because of you know the safety of children and you know, uh, cross-contamination risk for peanut allergies, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no food to be had. You can't bring your own cake. You can't bring food. You can't bring lollies or anything like that in Melbourne. So we've got that sorted out in the the name of health. Let's put it that way. Yes. There you go. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that still happens here because I see it at my kids' classes. And wow. My kids are a little bit of a smaller school, and so sometimes they have more liberties. It seems <laughs> they don't necessarily have to. You know, the bigger schools have seemingly, I think, more rules around that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'm not saying it's not a great school because it is a great school. Um, but uh, but that certainly happens at my kids' school. So that happens. But then also. You know, all the other kids at school have their birthdays and the kids get invited and and you get a whole raft of different experiences there, which I thought it'd be great to talk about how to sort of navigate around that. So I'll I'll start by talking about my kid's birthday, Damo. As I said, we're at the roller skate park. Yes. um, I can't wait for that. That's going to be hilarious. I'm sure that. I'm sure Steph will be videoing and photographing. If Steph isn't, Charlotte will because she's the next up-and-coming photographer oh, in the family. There we go. And uh, she will know, She will not miss out on a chance to watch Dad stack it and catch it on video. <laughs> um, so that should be entertaining. And, and as you said, I'm making cakes. So I'm making some paleo cheesecakes. I've actually – I'm taking a few liberties here, Damo, because I, we, Steph and I were sitting around a couple of weeks ago discussing what we're going to do for a wedding cake. Because as you know, we have a wedding coming up in uh, less yes, than in four May. months' time. May. And so we started chatting about less what we're going to do months, there. Less than four months, it is too, isn't it? It's, it's coming up, mate. It's coming up. Wow. And so we've designed a wedding cake, and it's this three-tiered cake, big tier on the bottom of chocolate a paleo cheesecake with a little layer of homemade chocolate on top. Mm. Middle layer, slightly smaller blueberry cheesecake with yes. some berry um, gelatin gummy layer, a very thin layer on top. Oh, and then a top layer. Nice. And a top layer of vanilla cheesecake. Ooh. And so, of course, I've sort of playing around with this. I, I was trying to explain to Steph what I had in mind. I kind of couldn't do it. So I got out the kids' pencils and I drew it. <laughs> so I've drawn out the cake of what it's going to look like, put it up on the fridge. And, of course, the kids have seen that and gone, gee, that looks all right, Dad. <laughs> and so the only minutes before, Steph had said to me, are you going to do a trial of this uh, wedding cake? And I'm like, no way. Like That's too hard. It's hard enough making it once. And then the kids like sort of looked at it and went, that cake looks good. We want that cake. And I was like, all right, well, what if I make it for your birthday? So they are now getting a three-tiered paleo cheesecake for their birthday <laughs> as a, as a wedding – as a, as a birthday cake slash trial run for the wedding. So yes. that's what's happening there. And uh, Steffi's made up some little treats today, which were like, uh, 
so what they were like little coconut ruffs they were really good and uh, we'll make some little chocolates and some little gelatin gummies and that'll be pretty much my kid's birthday so we just like to keep you know we have a, a, a bevy of recipes that the kids just love that they think are great that they think are absolute treats that we can pull out and so we never feel bad about going healthier options at the birthday which is lovely yeah. um but Lots of other kids have lots of different experiences of the birthday, and it can be a bit tricky sometimes when you're trying to get your kids to eat healthier and, and trying not to have too much of certain foods. I would imagine even more so for parents whose kids have allergies and, and you know true intolerances. Yeah. Um, how have you navigated that with Jacko? What, what have you done as far as kids' birthdays go? Do you just let him go, or do you have a few rules or no rules? What do you do? Well, look, Brenda, there was a period of time where we probably had a lot more control over it, you know. I yes. mean, now that Jackson's an adult, uh, yeah. we have very little control yeah. over what he does. But what we did uh, try to do in the early days, uh, and probably more when he was more influential, was to put – when we when he was having a party, we would put the fruit out first. And so the kids would naturally gravitate to the fruit. They'd, they'd look around for the lollies, they'd look around for the chips, they'd look around for, you know, fairy bread or whatever else – and they wouldn't find it. And, you know, inadvertently some would go, uh, are there any chips? And we'd say, <laughs> oh, look, you know, eat the fruit first. And so the kids would polish off the fruit. Like they'd nail it. And then <laughs> it, like as quick as – and we, we made it fun, you know. We'd make little fruit skewers or we'd make little, you know, just little characters out of fruit. And and it was nice. And then uh, we we would put some you know corn chips out, or we put some other types of chips out, maybe even some sweet potato chips, that sort of thing. Um, so that just wasn't too boring. But those foods, you know, never really got eaten because they just filled themselves up with fruit, which nice. was a really nice way to go. Because if you put the lollies out and you put the chips out, and then they start eating it, when they go to eat the fruit, it tastes like nothing. It just tastes like yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. They don't want Such it. a good tip. Such a good tip, don't I? So I love we, that. That's what we did. Now, I think that possibly cost Jackson a few invitations to some other parties. I've got to tell you. Like, I think, <laughs> think Scullapil got, oh, geez, Jackson's, you know, parents are a little bit crazy, uh, gave, gave him uh, fruit at his birthday party. But that's, you know, the, I think, you know, during when he was young enough that that wasn't a big deal. That was that was fine. As he got older, it became more apparent that it was probably a little less acceptable, socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah. To be only serving healthy stuff at a party, so we kind of had to make some concessions there. Um, but certainly, we never had a McDonald's party, and you know, we weren't serving up fairy bread, and we weren't serving up, you know, only hot dogs or whatever else. You know what I mean? So it was. We tried to balance it out by offering really healthy stuff as much as we could. And then um, on the side, we would have some other, you know, less healthy stuff. And the other alternative that we did is we'd often, you know, not have parties at home. Like we, we'd pick a destination mm. yeah. um, because then it became more about the activity as opposed to the food. Yeah, I like that, Domo. That's a great tip too. I'm, I'm going to have to start writing these down because, as you said, it's kind of easy for me now while my kids are little. You know, they're turning eight and ten this year. But no doubt as they get to those teen years, uh, it's going to be an entirely different kettle of fish, you know. But I can remember, what about other people's parties, Damo? Because I can remember going, taking Tom and Charlotte a couple of years ago now to a McDonald's party. And so, you know, I sort of got the invite and I was like, oh, 
McDonald's party. <laughs> what do I do here? <laughs> you know, and you can't have this thing of like, yeah. do I do I feed them before they go and then tell them they can't have anything? And it's like, well, no, that's that's not going to work. <laughs> like, they, yeah, you don't want to make total social pariahs of your kids. Yeah. So I sort of got to the stage. I was like, okay, well, we're just going to have to go, and we're just going to do the absolute best that we can. And so we went to McDonald's. I think what we did in the end was we bought a couple of McDonald's burgers and just chucked the buns in the bin. Yep. And the kids were quite happy to do that. I sort of yep. talked to them about it and said, look, I reckon these buns are not so good. They're like, yeah, no, we reckon they're not so good either. So we chucked <laughs> them in the bin. That was good. Yep. And then we just found, like, I think a bit of a juice I think we had. And, you know, it was probably a very sweet sugary juice, but that was okay. Yeah, that's right. And, um, nah, nah. and, then, and then I think we had, like, a little bit of a maybe a little gluten-free treat they had in the cafe, I reckon it was. Um, and then at the end of the party – uh, their birthday cake was cupcakes. So you know how you have those big towers, almost like Christmas trees of cupcakes, <laughs> of like yeah. bright, bright, yeah. like bright blue, bright pink. And the kids were like, can we have a cupcake? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, have a cupcake. And so they each had a cupcake yeah. and that was like the worst thing they ate for the party. Yeah. And I just went, you know what? We've done pretty well, Eric. We've, we've gotten out of the McDonald's party pretty unscathed both in terms of their health and in terms of their <laughs> social reputation, you know, their, their friendship circles. Yeah. Um, and so that was what we did. And I think it's kind of important for people to understand that, that you know, there there is ways of sort of navigating. Like we always think it's kind of got to be black or white. Like it's like, well, it's either McDonald's or it's healthy stuff, you know. But, you know, sometimes the circumstances mean that you do have to just – navigate your way through a little bit. I mean, have you had any experiences like that in terms of other people's parties, Damo, without, you know, naming names and dropping people in? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, one of the things that um, I talk about in The Power of Food is those those very experiences. You know, like we used to have to try and um, negotiate to purchase the lolly bags of, uh, of Jackson. Uh, yes. And so, you know, he'd come back with lolly bags and We'd negotiate 50 cents or whatever, and he'd try and round it up, and we'd bring it back down. And, you know, we, we tried to make it so that he didn't feel that he had to eat the lollies. And, look, there's no doubt about it these days that if he gets the opportunity to eat bad food, he goes to town. But um, what, we're, <laughs> what we know is that because we set him up with such a good foundation uh, between the ages of, you know, I suppose zero to probably 13 really like maybe awesome. even 14 he had a like a really great solid foundation of healthy food and an awareness of you know really great food and and then he actually had an experience we went to the football and he bought some some chips we bought some red rooster chips and they had msg in it and that made him violently ill because he hadn't been oh. exposed to that sort of stuff before so it made him violently ill so for a long 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 time he just wouldn't go near really salty chips or things with msg in it so he became quite acutely aware of what was in there and he 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 knew what made his body feel bad so he was less likely to eat it um you know and and i'm not i'm definitely not trying to paint jackson as an angel when it comes to food because um there's there's not a lot of halo left i have to say uh but he <laughs> he um you know, from time to time, he will say that the good food, the healthy food, doesn't make him feel good. But it's interesting because it's possibly also associated with when he's had a lot of other, you know, questionable foods too. So, um, 
you yeah. know, there's an awareness there of the way in which food makes people feel and makes Jackson feel. And I think you'll find the same with Tommy and Charlotte is that when they're eating food, it doesn't make them feel good. Um, if you can identify that, that it could have been the food, might have been running around while eating, uh, or it could have been just the lolly bag, just tip them over the edge. And, and it's just explaining that the way that it, it feels. They'll make really good and clever decisions, particularly, you know, later on in life, uh, once they get through their, you know, naughty teen years. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, what you've got to hope, isn't it? I mean, you've got to, as you said, you know, when you can control it, you know, you control it as much as you can. You get as much good stuff into them then. But but also, don't just control it from a point of view of saying you can't have that. It's like, well, you've got to say, well, you know, I was saying, like, you can have that and – you know, what you can expect is, you know, this, you know, if you eat the healthy stuff, this is what you can expect. If you eat the unhealthy stuff, this is what you can expect. And get them engaged in that decision-making process of what they want to eat and why they want to eat it. And and I think the key thing, you know, you talk about the unhealthy food versus the healthy food and how it makes you feel is the key thing around that is help them understand that it's not just how it makes you feel whilst you're eating it or just after you eat it, but it's how it makes you feel in the long term. And I think that's the difference, you know, when you really look at the healthy food, when they really understand that, then, you know, in as you said, in the long run, they're likely to come back to it and make those healthy decisions. I think they're always going to have that teen period where they go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, but you just hope that they've got that understanding that you've, you know, sort of given them the opportunity to, to see and to experience at a younger age that allows them to remember when they're older, oh, that's right, when I was eating that stuff, I felt really good. Yeah. When I'm eating this stuff, I'm not feeling as good. It's it's not working as well for me because there's no doubt that at some stage you keep eating that way that it's not going to work well for you. And it might be when you're 20, it might be when you're 30, it might be when you're 40, it might be when you're 50. Yeah. And, and I always think the lucky ones are the ones that it happens when they're 20, you know, because they, they a bit like Jacko with his chips, you know, they have that experience younger that allows them to see that it's not working for them and they've got an, ex- an opportunity to change. Whereas sometimes the people who kind of get away with it, you know, the quote-unquote people who get away with it, um, you know, they, they're sometimes the ones who pay more later on because they're like, well, I can eat all this stuff and I get away with it. I'm not putting on weight. I'm not feeling bad. I'm not doing whatever. So they keep, they keep doing it. Yeah. And sometimes they're the ones who have heaps of problems later on. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to know what your thoughts were, Damo, when Jacko was feeling violently ill from eating those red rooster <laughs> chips. Like, was there a little part of you that kind of was going good? Oh, look, I or were you just totally sympathetic? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely rubbed my hands together and had a little chuckle. Like it had a little bit of the Smithers chuckle, but I, uh, and Mr. <laughs> Burns. But I, uh, look, I, I do like it when there's lessons that are learned. Um, and one of the things I think that we're probably all a little bit guilty of these days is trying to protect our children from lessons. Uh, you know, we try to show them the way and hold the hand all the way through to navigate it. And uh, and I'm certainly guilty of that as well. You know, I'm probably and have been a little bit soft on Jack over the years and I possibly could have uh, gone a little bit harder and let him, you know, stick his fingers in PowerPoint, so to speak. Not real. No, I'm being, being metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> being metaphorical. But, you know, just probably learn a few more things rather than actually me telling him a few more, th- you know, a few things. And so... Uh, I think the the whole education um, by experience is a really good thing as well. You know, take your kids through that sort of process, educate them, let them learn, you know, what actually happens and experience what actually happens. And, and that way then it's cemented as opposed to just having to, you know, rote learn conversations that you might be trying to ram down their throat all the time. It's a nice experiential thing. Yeah, absolutely. So coming back to the kids' birthday parties at the end table, let's talk about – 
a few strategies we think people can use at their kids' birthday parties. And I think for me, the, the big one for me is just really communicating with the kids. You know, so what that means is, you know, we have kind of preconceived notions, I think, of what a kid's birthday sh- party should be. True. And we think that a birthday party has to have a certain type of cake and a certain type of treats and a certain type of goodie bags and all those sort of things. But sit down with your kids and ask them, what do you want to be there? Because they might not want that stuff. They might not even be on their radar at all. They might not care about that stuff, in which case, great. Like you don't have to go to those things that you perhaps didn't want to do anyway. And then I think the second part of that is if you're having that great conversation with your kids, it's like, well, Talk to them about what foods they love that are healthy. You know, offer them a few suggestions. You know, things that you know that they love that are healthy. And it, look, for my kids, it can be such simple stuff. Like it can be literally just like watermelon. You know, or at the moment, it's frozen watermelon. You know, you really complicated recipe. You put the watermelon in the free in the blender. You blend it, and then you put it into the popsicle sticks and you freeze it. And that's like yeah. You know, sometimes we go really wild and put a blueberry in there you know just to make a little bubble in the middle but you know stuff like that my kids love Uh, and so you know see if you can find a little repertoire of recipes there that your kids love that are healthy and just suggest those first hey would you like to have these at your party would you like to have those at your party and yeah and understanding as you said particularly as they get older their friends might not also love those recipes Um, but at least then you've got a few healthy options there and if you have if you've had that conversation with your kids and they've got that engagement that buy-in then they're going to be totally happy with that. So that would be my first suggestion, I reckon, is just have that conversation and not to make assumptions. Yeah. What about you, Damo? Where, do, where would you start? Yeah, look, I um, I 100% agree with that. And I, I think that the best way and the best approach is that, you know, bring it up front and, and have those conversations. I, I agree with you, Brett. I don't know if there's much a much better strategy than that. It's honest, it's fair, um, you know, it, it builds trust and loyalty. So I, I think that's a good approach. I think... I, I don't know what else I would do. Nice. I don't know. Awesome. Do. I think you've nailed it. I think you should write a book about that. Maybe, yeah. in, you know, nourish well, with that nagging or something. It's coming, Damo. It's coming. The hard copy is being printed as we speak. Bruno, tell and us so, a bit more about it. Tell us, because obviously that came out as an e-book and many people yeah. had the opportunity to purchase it, but you, you, you're now making it into a, a proper book. I am making it into a proper book. It's going to be a legit – because people just – I mean, I'm the same. I love books. I would so much rather have a book than an ebook. Um, and the other thing that happened was when people got this book – and I, at first I deliberately didn't put recipes into the book because I thought, well, I didn't want it to be a paleo book. I actually wanted it to be a book for all parents to help them get their kids to eat healthier food, whatever, however that was defined for them. So – I really deliberately avoided making it a healthy, you know, how to get your kids to eat paleo book and, and wanted to make a how to get your kids to eat healthy book. Um, but I did have so many people asking me for recipes. So uh, part of making it into a hard copy version, if I've added right through the book a bunch of the recipes that my kids just love. And like, you know me, Dame, I'm a pretty simple guy. and I'm a pretty simple cook in the kitchen. <laughs> and so these are like stupid. Like I literally put a recipe in there for banana paddle pops that we make. Oh, nice. And, and and they are, Damo, you, you get a banana and you peel it and you yes. cut it in half yes. and then you shove a paddle pop stick up its bum and put it in the freezer that's and it. that's it. Wow. And seriously, don't, if you haven't done it, do it because you will be amazed at how good it tastes. Like it, it actually <laughs> – people are constantly surprised at how good it tastes. So those are the kind of recipes I've got in my uh, Healthy Kids Eating Cookbook because I like simple recipes. Wow. And so I put a few of those in as well, and it will be a nice little hard copy that you can have at home. You can flick through it. You can – 
you know, surreptitiously leave it on the coffee table for the kids to stumble across by themselves. You know, you could um, just leave it out for, you know, hubby to wander across and, and accidentally read some healthy, you know, food information. <laughs> and uh, so I think the hard copy is a great thing. So I've finally bit the bullet. I'm, I'm doing it. I'll be bringing it around with me to the wellness base camps this year when we head to Frio and Newcastle and Auckland and uh, and it'll be available on my website. So you'll be, you'll be able to go to drbretthill.com and order it and uh, and we'll send it out to you. So um, that's what's happening with that one, Damo. It's very exciting and it's really a lot of these things that we're talking about. You know, it's about having those conversations with the kids. It's about teaching your kids about the long-term consequences rather than just the short-term consequences. You know, it's about not guilting your kids, you know, it's about having the healthy conversations where where they're engaged in wanting to do it. Um, it's about leading by example, you know, is, is showing the way uh, of how you do things because kids, you know, listen far more to what you do than what to what you say. Oh, yeah. uh, and so those are the types of discussions that go right through the book. And so it's really sort of my top 10 tips for how to get kids to eat healthy. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it because it is – one of the, it's probably the book out of all the books that I'm most proud of because I just you know because every now and then I just get a message from someone going hey my kid just wasn't eating anything and now I've used these strategies and they're starting to have some more healthy stuff in their diet and it just just any time I get a message that says that it just floats my boat like you wouldn't believe it's so exciting and um, and I just love hearing that people are, are able to and and to think that you've had an impact on some family the other side of the country, the other side of the world, and some kid is eating healthier because of you yeah. is just the coolest thing. So I love that book. I'm very excited to have a hard copy to share around. Oh, mate, congratulations. It's uh, it's a ripper. So we'll, we'll expect that out pretty shortly, you reckon? Yeah, pretty shortly, hopefully in the next – well, definitely my definitely by the, um, by the Fremantle Base Camp, which is April, but I'd like to have it out a lot sooner than that too. Boom. That's amazing. Well, keep on uh, fighting the good fight, Brad. I think it sounds fantastic. Charlotte and Tommy's little birthday is coming up. Um, yeah. they, their combined age is the age of my son, which is uh, yeah, incredible. That? <laughs> that is not out. And, well, their combined height's probably the same height as Jacko nowadays. He is shot up. Six Unbelievable. Foot three, six foot three. <laughs> well, that could, could be about right, you know. Jackson's six foot three, so that could be about right. But um, I remember when we had that little cartoon drawn. Um, for the forage for kids bag that I was going to bring yeah. out, and uh, you know they're just all little kids at that time, but um, unbelievable, unbelievable. Bretto, great insights there uh, to how you can have a healthy party and to how you can navigate the challenges of a party. Um, yeah. But I think that you know this is a great conversation to have. You know, open up the conversation on Facebook. Uh, tell us what your thoughts are. What do you think? You know, what, how how would you do a kid's birthday better? What would you do differently? Um, and yeah. do you find it? tough like do you find it difficult and, and what are other people or other parents say so join yeah. the conversation what, what tips have you got for other parents because i'm sure there's other parents out there who would love to have some tips and they might have liked a couple of ours but then i'm sure our listeners have some great ones too i agree i agree Bretto, uh great little chat today thanks for your time and uh i look forward to joining the wellness guys again in just less than 24 hours we'll be recording oh. again how about that about 12 i reckon I'll see you in the morning. That's definitely less than 24. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Have a good night. See ya. See you, mate. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.